0: after these messages we'll be right back i can't believe i ate that whole thing are you in good hands
1: and now a word from our sponsors
0: well hello there welcome to after these messages a podcast where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks That's right, we're here to talk about commercials tonight. The good ones, the bad ones, and the ones where people say weird shit like this. I would look like a magician if I had a mustache. My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm not a magician. I'm here with Genevieve Haz. She's like a a, a production magician. Hello, Genevieve.
1: Hello, Andrew.
0: You did the show today.
1: I did the show today.
0: You did the show.
1: I did the show, and you don't know what's going to happen. Not
0: really. I know the premise. Yeah. I sort of glance at the show sheet, but... I'm not great at reading, so make it a story for me.
1: Sure. Well, we've talked a little bit in the past about the the trend that I think we've noticed of commercials that are sort of looking at people's real lives and attempting to kind of celebrate people for their, their real, unglamorous lives. Um, and this week, Ad Week finally caught up with us,
0: mm. finally
1: decided to cover this uh, this new trend that, they, that we broke. That we broke.
0: And then they're like...
1: And now they're like writing you know, an article about it like sure. they're so fancy.
0: Right, right, right. No, that's so... so you're, you're talking about like kind of meeting people where they are sort of, as opposed to like the, the aspirational, right. like, hey, you know, you could someday be...
1: Beautiful, a, be beautiful and rich and It's and more thin. like
0: I immediately, not to spoil your show sheet, but I immediately think of the conversations we had around that, that Coors campaign or Coors Light campaign yeah. where the woman comes home and, like, kicks off her shoes and takes off her bra and she's got a Band-Aid on her foot. And yes. It's just like, we're, and here, to we're, and we're here to chill. And we're here to
1: chill. And, like, we, the product, we, the marketers, celebrate your, uh, you, you for what you are, whether, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's um, – Not fancy, not beautiful, not, you know, some particular body type, whatever. So uh, we'll talk a little bit about the the Adweek take on this and and expand upon it. And then... um, Did they credit
0: us or no? They
1: did not. You'll be shocked to learn that Adweek continues to just resolutely deny our existence. Hmm, that's interesting. Uh, which is very frustrating for me, obviously. Didn't we
0: write to them one time and say, hey, we're starting a podcast about commercials. A
1: hundred years ago, yeah. I emailed them and a couple of other, like, you yeah, know, age. marketing type of outlets, probably AdAge, a few other places. Um, and I was like, hey, we're doing this podcast like, you know, we would love to, you know,
0: be collab.
1: Collab. Let's let's collab. Let's collab. Let's collab, I said. Um, and uh, deafening silence. Mm -hmm. which is probably for the best because I don't know
0: you don't want to be accountable god no we've done some god no we've done some stuff on this show put that on my tombstone yeah anyway so uh, just a quick recap we don't work for ad week or ad age they don't know we exist and they're writing articles about trends after we've identified them exactly okay cool Uh,
1: we've also got um, we talked about poker in commercials mm-hmm. last week, that and, was an
0: Andrew Walsh joint.
1: Yeah, uh, but there was my, one.
0: My concepts are a little bit. <laughs> you know what? I try to meet the listeners where they are. You well, know, There's well, uh, I more tell affirmational, you, less aspirational. Some
1: listeners were were where we where were you were. Okay, good. I think that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's, that tracks, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but we missed one that was a, a childhood favorite. So we oh, really?
0: Using uh, as, using a poker game as a trope in yes, a commercial. Okay. Exactly. All right.
1: Um, so, yeah. Oh, and we've got, um, in honor of St. Patrick's Day, we've got some some Irish imports that we'll get to.
0: Oh, St. Patrick's Day. Coming on up. Wait. I'm not joking. What? When is St. Patrick's Day? I thought it's so. Isn't it the 14th? I think it's the 17th. That would make sense. Yeah. Because Traditionally,
1: it's the 17th.
0: Today's the 15th, and I haven't heard shit about yeah. what happened on St. Patrick's Day, so I guess I could have figured that one out. <laughs> I'm only human, a flesh and blood a Thieves and I were talking before the show I'm starting to think that the band The Human League was made up of aliens because (laughs) they called themselves the Human League. They released this song called Only Human. They described
1: all their music as human music for humans.
0: (laughs) Humans making music for humans. Like, they're really (laughs) so invested in convincing us that they're just humans. Yeah, just
1: regular humans. Which
0: really, I mean, it's starting to make me wonder if they were human after all. Yeah, I don't
1: know. Maybe blow that one wide open.
0: Hey, Week, get on that.
1: Uh, well, so speaking of Adweek, uh, the article that kind of caught my attention uh, was headlined "The Age of Affirmational Marketing Has Arrived." Mm-hmm. Adweek, you late? It ha- <laughs> it arrived. It done arrived already. <laughs> um, but like like I was saying, like um, this is from the the Adweek story. Uh, in recent years, conventional aspirational marketing appears to be losing ground to another approach that champions being content with your lot in life. Call it affirmational marketing. Doesn't this just all sound like so sad and quitter talk? I mean.
0: <laughs> sort of, although I don't think it's a coincidence that this happened during a pandemic.
1: Yeah, this is not happening during the hi- the heyday of Sex in the
0: City. No, right? this is happening during the heyday of Crocs. Yes. And, and I'm not and, even and saying and that pants. looking down my nose. Yeah. at it. It's just like where we are as a culture. It started before the pandemic, but I certainly think during the pandemic. And like, again, like you say, it's not the era of Sex in the City anymore.
1: Absolutely. So okay, this is, again, from the Adweek story. Um, now there's so much fragmentation in the market and everyone experiences the world through their own prism of influences and inputs via social media and the content they consume, said Jackie Shikwan, hmm. a senior strategist at Omnicom's cultural consultancy Sparks and Honey. It's actually
0: called Omnicom. That's what this says. Did Bob and Dave write this? Right. What they didn't have anybody from GloboCam who could (laughs) weigh in on this. What do you do? I'm a senior strategist at Omnicom.
1: (laughs) Uh, As a result, everyone's idea of what is truly aspirational is slightly different. Um, this shift, she noted, will require brands to adopt new ways of presenting people in marketing campaigns that better reflect diversity of viewpoints, body shapes, expressions of self-identity through style or dress. And this is also kind of the, the I think every generation has a little bit more distrust in advertising. Uh, so young consumers are, you know, they're always trying to get those young, young eyeballs. Uh, she says brands are facing the challenge of how to come across as more trustworthy and real. Uh, says mm. this is Maria Rodas, a professor of marketing at uh, University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign.
0: Real food for real people comes to mind, or whatever that Campbell. Yeah, we're gonna get was. to that.
1: Yeah. Uh, being more inclusive by depicting more re- real people is a way of accomplishing this. Mm-hmm. So, okay, we all get it, right? Like mm. it's, it's, it's as cynical as any other kind of advertising. It's just like, okay, I guess uh, if like still let you know, uh, what are those what are the Manolo Blahnik stilettos and uh, you know an impossible body type and a gold card is like not turning people on anymore we'll figure out what mm-hmm. will turn them on to buy stuff mm-hmm. Um, and the the t- piece talked about some campaigns that kind of predated this trend. They mentioned the Dove campaign for Real Beauty, and that's been going on since uh, two thousand four.
0: Which wasn't there? Didn't somebody like kind of get them for some like hypocrisy in that ad as well? There was some scandal with with Dove, or maybe were they lightening people's they, skin? There or might that
1: rings a faint bell. I th- they definitely focused on. I mean, Do- Dove definitely like uh, got into some. I think they were criticized for. Yeah, for lightening some models' skin to, you know, for whatever reason that they thought they were doing it. But obviously that's pretty racist.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, But they've been trying to do a long time since like since I was quite young, since like I was basically just out of college trying to like feature more diverse body types, more diverse skin tones. And I think that's, you know, that's for the good. But, you know, they probably were kind of an outlier back then. I, I forgot did you, about, did you find this? Oh, yeah, this is terrible. I, there
0: was an online ad for, like, the socials or whatever, and it was a woman, a black woman, a young woman, and the ad shows her kind of, like, using the lotion and then stripping off her brown shirt, and underneath she's a white woman wearing a whiter shirt, and it's for a, it's for some sort of a, a, a lightning cream. Do I have the, I'm sorry, I'm doing this on the fly. I don't... I, I'm not doing my best podcasting here, but yeah, that's right. That's wild. Uh, this was not that long ago. When was that? This was 2017. Jesus. God, Dove.
1: how do you, how do you get that? So this is interesting. So wrong. Yeah,
0: this was 2017. This was after, and you just noted that it was 20, uh, it was 2004 that they had started this whole, like, you know, real, real people. campaign. Yeah. The real beauty campaign. Yeah. yeah
1: that's, that's disgraceful.
0: Jeez Louise.
1: Uh, another one that, um, uh, that the article cited And we've talked about this A little bit Is the Halo Top Stop Halo Top Is that like uh, Low-cal ice cream
0: Weren't some of those Really bizarre Like there was some Guy who was eating Ice cream out of his own head
1: Was that Halo Top I can't remember If that was Halo Top But this That's not this campaign okay. We talked about this A little bit and we actually Sort of commented On how Sort of Ironic And almost perverse It is That you have a campaign For a product That is only reason for existing is that it's low calorie mm-hmm. because if you if you didn't if you don't care about calories you'll just eat regular ice cream it sure. tastes so much better but they want to have it both ways where like it's low cal so you can eat as much of it as you want in theory but also you don't need to care what the world thinks
0: yeah right 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 i remember talking it's just, about like,
1: that you know it, if, if you're gonna do that campaign just be Briars. yeah
0: exactly
1: you know, it's like... Or be, Eddie's,
0: which I think I learned be recently.
1: regular ice cream.
0: I think I saw recently there was some confusion on Reddit when somebody posted a picture of their Briars and somebody else posted their picture of Eddie's and it's one of those brands that apparently has yeah. all the same markings well, and labels. Well, I label. think
1: Breyers brought Eddies. Oh, bought it's Eddies? Is that what it is? I, I've always said Eddies. Oh, I
0: thought it might have been one of those... Uh, East or West of the Mississippi type it, of thing. It may
1: be, but mm. I think that Edie's for years was its own brand and then ah. got bought by Briars and maybe in some markets has its retains its own branding. I'm not sure. I
0: see. Interesting. Did you want me to p- play one of these Halo Top commercials? Yeah.
1: So here you have two guys um, kind of, you know, they're OK looking guys, but they are kind of normal looking guys. They're sitting in uh, these Adirondack chairs um, in front of the beach, eating their Halo Top and they're watching all these other guys walk by them who have more conventionally handsome physiques.
0: Ooh, hun- Ooh you just call them what they are, hunks, hunky some, hunks. They're watching
1: some hunks go they're by. They're watching some
0: hunky hunks go by. <laughs> oh, some skateboarding. So as, as
1: each guy goes by, like their thoughts or the sort of like message that they're getting is on screen. I should slim down or I should bulk up. Mm -hmm. i should do some cardio now they get up and they're just dancing and eating their halo top and the phrase i should skip dessert um is on the screen and then then it touts the fact that it's zero carbs or whatever it is in this ice cream it's like well you're right should you skip dessert or should you eat low carb dessert
0: right that is a little bit of a confusing mess
1: it's a confusing mess. I think Halo Top wants, like, they they want that affirmational marketing cred. They want to they want to speak to the generation that appreciates uh, not shooting on yourself.
0: Right.
1: Um, but it's like they made the wrong product for that.
0: There's a lot of shoulds. I'm reading this um, from the official description on iSpot.tv. There's a lot of shoulds that they maybe could be worrying about, these two guys. Uh, but they've got their halo top, and they're good to chill.
1: Yeah, I don't really understand that campaign. Um, here's another one that was, this is sort of the the uh, from the heyday of aspirational marketing. You remember, you know Abercrombie and Fitch, right?
0: They were the st- Store in the mall yes. that had a lot of very loud music coming from it, and I wasn't allowed in. You were not allowed in. Yeah. you
1: for sure. Oh, let me tell you. How, Wait, no, let me I'm tell thinking you of a
0: Different store. What was the store that had the? It was like a club. They'd be blasting music, and it was really dark. Was that? Was I that think it might Aber- have been T- AF. Okay, yeah,
1: okay. I can tell you, you weren't allowed in for sure because this is uh, in 2006. What Mike Jeffries, the cult founder, cult like founder of uh, of Abercrombie and Fitch, said to Salon or Slate, one of them. In an interview quote in every school there are the cool and popular kids and then there are the not so cool kids candidly we go after the cool kids Mm. we go after the attractive all-american kid with a great attitude and a lot of friends a lot of people don't belong in our clothes and they can't belong are we exclusionary absolutely those companies that are in trouble are trying to target everybody young old fat skinny but then you become totally vanilla you don't alienate anybody, but you don't excite anybody either. Wow! Yeah, he was a real piece of work.
0: Although I kind of take it over the corporate babble of he, he was honest. He was honest. He was
1: honest, but he was a just. He was a total prick.
0: But when you the the phrase we like um, all we go for the cool kids and then the all American kid. Yes. What do you think the all American kid is?
1: Well. Uh, white
0: Right Exactly
1: um, Definitely handsome
0: Definitely handsome four, or I would the, say yeah. Four
1: out of five American kids mm-hmm. are white And the fifth American kid Is a handsome black kid
0: Right ex- Yes or, or, or But I mean Just like What does this leave out This leaves out yes. every, every kid who's, who's it's
1: Not Indian who, Exactly Not Asian
0: Comes from S- uh, South yeah. Asia Or whatever right? Or, or their family, or their does. family Not does. them yeah. Not yeah. them But yeah no, That, no, is, th- that their, is Their conception racist. Of, of yeah.
1: whiteness Of Americanness Of attractiveness Yeah of acceptableness is just, I mean, it's appalling. And
0: now have they gone back the other way? Are they now like, everybody's great. So
1: that's what this is. So Mike Jeffries took a lot of heat. I don't know if he's still in charge of this, of the company. Um, I think they've got into some like financial problems, Mm. kind of like sort of like American uh, apparel, you know, sort of a similar trajectory where you have like a cult of personality leader who... Is a total asshole, and you know maybe a sex criminal. And what was his
0: name? Chevney Shev- or Chevron? Shev- Dove, Dove Charney. <laughs> Charney, okay, I knew yeah. It wasn't Dove Charney cheese, and so Mike like, Jeffries, yeah. like probably yeah. share
1: a lot of um, leadership DNA. Um, but so this is what made me laugh because this ad, this ad week story um, talked about how they they referenced that 2006 quote and then said, but in 2020. Um, Abercrombie and Fitch you know embraced the idea of like meeting people where they are by having a face your fierce campaign they released a cologne called fierce Mm. and then in tandem with this new cologne they released they did an ad campaign about like celebrating your fierce right Mm -hmm. like being who you are and it's so hilarious I want you to play this ad here in a second celebrate your fierce is like yeah I mean I guess some of the people in this ad aren't Exactly the most conventionally hunky, handsome people, but they're like barely one standard deviation I'm from the mean, you know? yeah no there's, there's they're lot like more. a little they're like just slightly alternative
0: it's less white I mean there's it's slightly, a lot it's more, less white there's a yeah. lot more black people I would say just based on me scrolling through this is predominantly black, I would say, but they're beautiful everyone's they're beautiful absolutely yeah. beautiful people fierce is a belief in yourself you can't just fake it mm-hmm. let me say this what you get is real i stand up for what i say i mean he's on the beach like kicking a volleyball sure with, i mean his his pecs are doing the up and down fierce thing fierce is to trust You're the up and thing
1: down things. fierce is not being afraid to be the first one to do something for the first time says the most beautiful woman you've ever you met in your life
0: control you only you know What you're capable of. Those times where you are uncomfortable are the times where you can really prove that you are a fierce person. You can be vulnerable without being fierce. I I am so embarrassed for these people who had to read these lines about and pretend like they're not reading lines about being fierce. Yes.
1: I see it, I believe it.
0: And I go for it.
1: Face your fears. Face your fears. Face your fears. Face your fears. I get it. You get it? Not it's face not, your, fears. Uh, it's face your fears. face your
0: fears. Hashtag face your fears. But yeah,
1: fears. Abercrombie and Fitch.
0: Burn it. Still all full of shit. Down. Burn, Burn it down. It all down.
1: Which which brings us to today. Uh because this is what the real focus of this ad week article is.
0: Let's get to the schlubs.
1: Let's get to the schlubs. Schlub it
0: up. <laughs> yeah. Schlub it up.
1: Um so Embracing the schlubs and the concave chested amongst us <laughs> and whatnot is Schick, the Razor brand. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh
0: huh.
1: And they're doing a campaign called Be You, No One Else Can. Um, and this Boston is Boston
0: University, No One Else Can. <laughs> Be you. For some, I'm a little bit tired as I often am <laughs> doing this show. And for some reason, when you said "BU," You, I was thinking about Boston University. That reminds like- me
1: of a, of a shirt. Um, That I think it was either, I think it was either Northeastern University. So there are three kind of universities in the downtown area of Boston, like Boston College, Boston University, and Northeastern University. And I think it was Northeastern, it might have been BC, that would sell a shirt in its, uh, I don't know if they sold it in their actual like, Bookstore, but you know you could get it somewhere that just said "sucks to be you."
0: Uh, yeah, actually, it's not. I mean, if you're okay, that's actually attacking BU, obviously. But like, you could also play around with that. Like, that actually could be a slogan for Boston University: you no one else can." That would be amazing. I'd be shocked actually. if they haven't done yeah. something
1: along those lines at this point. But anyway,
0: this is not about uh, higher education. This is about schick.
1: schick. Um So this is from the Adweek story. In a new digital campaign titled Be You, No One Else Can, the Razorblade brand. Did I say that right? The Razorblade brand. I think you
0: nailed it the first time.
1: Sorry, it just sounded weird. I could be wrong. Presents a group of ordinary guys talking about shaving. Pretty much none of them is built like a gymnast. That's not totally true. The last guy, the last guy for sure is.
0: Stop noticing. <laughs> oh my God. Can we tell him about the firefighters?
1: Well,. This isn't my fault.
0: <laughs> first of all.
1: We were driving to our new house, and there's a fire station fairly near our house. and as we're driving past the fire station, we see a group of firefighters, all men, and they're in their fire they're in there's like about four of them There're about four of them. They're of different ages. There's an older guy who looks like the captain, but the, and then the three younger guys. And they're all wearing exactly what you think. Like they were from Central Casting. Yeah. Like they were wearing like the t- the dark T shirt with the with the you suspenders. Know, suspenders. Yeah. I mean, it was. And the the three younger guys were, and they were just so hunky and handsome, like out of a calendar. And they were all standing around a fire, a fire plug, hydrant. a fire hydrant, the fire
0: hydrant across the street from their fire just station, just like
1: messing with it, just, just like playing, playing with it. With it. it. Just it's, like,
0: well, well, you guys want to go play with let's the fire go play hydrant? play with it. Well, I sure. Don't... We're firemen. <laughs> <It> we're <laughs> allowed. Like,
1: we couldn't get over it. Like, first of all, I couldn't get over how handsome they you were. You were just like, <laughs> <"They're
0: so laughs> you, handsome. Found, you found another fire plug closer to our house. And I was and like, like, come like, over here. Come here. over here.
1: This one needs something.
0: <laughs> it's broken. You're, I was saying you're out there like Liz Lemon in your brassiere <laughs> trying to break the fire plug across the yeah, it street. Yeah, I just took a wrench house. to yeah. it.
1: But it was like there, there was so much about it that was hilarious. First of all, they were all in their firefighter costumes. And I stressed that it was like a costumes. costume. And they all looked exactly out of central casting. And they were just standing around a fire hydrant. Just messing with it.
0: Yeah, it really did. Because it's like, wait, why do all four of you need to be what at are you the fire hydrant closest to your station? It was like literally across the street from the station. Like, if the station was somewhere else, would they be playing with a different fire hydrant?
1: I would love to know what led up to that moment. It was
0: really funny, though. It was yeah, so you could great. not. I've never seen your eyes they pop so out of your head or your tongue loll out of your mouth more than.
1: It was wild.
0: <laughs> it was
1: wild how much they looked like they should be in a fireman calendar.
0: Anyway, so uh, where you know was the, I? Yeah. I totally lost the thread. You were saying that in the shit commercial, the guys oh. mostly look like kind of average-bodied men, except for some. Except that you for really the last one, attention. which feels yeah. like
1: a little bit of a cheat. Like, mm-hmm. come on, just if you're gonna do it, do it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so they say there's not a model, actor, influencer in sight. Not true. Um, According to Matt Bell, SVP and general manager of Edgewell's saving, uh oh, I did it again, shaving segment. Mm -hmm. Come on, Adweek. In North America, aspirational marketing has lost its luster. Quote, it certainly worked uh, at a time for a certain generation. The younger generation is just more sophisticated in their understanding of marketing and media. They're craving an authentic voice that isn't trying to sell them a fantasy but instead, can show them reality.
0: This sounds like a lot of the quotes I was reading to you when we went on a bit of a dive on '90s advertising. It might have been yeah. that whole. Um, what was it? The postmodern. It might stuff? have been the postmodern. Show, been the, I yeah. know I joke about that a lot, but it might have been that. But like the whole, like the teenagers of the '90s, yeah. they don't want to they wanna be sold. Each generation thinks that
1: they are mm-hmm. that they are post marketing that they cannot be marketed to. Yes and no, and each, though. And each generation of marketers says, "You're right." Wink. We're I, not marketing to you. We're telling you the whole truth although over here. I
0: think you are right. And this article is pointing out that like the early two thousands was much more of an aspirational time. It was a like let's let's yeah yeah I'd buy these expensive things. I think it's, it's a pendulum. cyclical. It's yeah, a pendulum yeah. For nobody sure. Nobody loves being. Nobody loves feeling like they like something or bought something because they were told to. So there's always a bit of a dance there. But you yeah. definitely have the generations where they're kind of like, no way, man. We we're not taking your messages. And that's very much our generation and then a less cynical but some version of that nowadays where people are like, no, I'm not like super interested in like trying super, super hard to, again, like live out some fantasy that you're trying to sell me.
1: I whenever I put makeup on, I think about an ad that I saw probably at least a decade ago, probably more where it was like for some cosmetic brand, you know, L'Oreal or one of those, you know, kind of like a consumer grade cosmetics. And I it was like lots of different women. It was a montage of different beautiful women of all different ages and races. What they all had in common was that they were all in fantastic shape and they were all beautiful. But one of the women was an older woman, white hair. You know, But other than having white hair and, and being clearly older, she looked just beautiful and great. And she says to the camera, they say at a certain age you stop caring. I wonder what age that is. Hmm. And I always think about that when I'm putting on makeup and I'm like, yeah, what is that? Again?
0: <laughs> oh, God, I hope it's coming soon. <laughs> um,
1: but no, but like, you know, I think about that and like that was the absolute, the you know, the antithesis of this, right? Yeah. It was like, no, don't ever stop caring I about saw, about like, you know, fitting into the beauty mold.
0: I saw our friend Arwin tweeted today, I can't wait till I'm 70 so I can start smoking again. <laughs> <laughs> I've had similar thoughts. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think we've all had a thought like that. <laughs> like how Alan Arkin just does heroin in Little Miss Sunshine. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. That was, uh, I, I don't want to joke about that because I know people really struggle with that. And I don't want to send the wrong messages in a public forum like this. But that was... I, before that movie came out, I used to joke around with you about that. I'm like, at <laughs> what age am I allowed to start heroin? Like, you know, is it 70?
1: Um. All right. So let's talk about the... Let's talk, look at some of these shit commercials. Because I actually do think you know cynical or not cynical they for the most part are at least living unlike abercrombie's face your fierce where it's like we're real uh these are like sort of real dudes why why don't you play this one that's sort of like the almost sort of like the flagship commercial for this campaign this is a bunch of different guys it's black and white and most of the voices you're hearing are men who just look like you know our boyfriends our husbands our fathers you know our brothers, like they just look like the people we know. Uh, and they're just talking directly to the camera about kind of what their thoughts and f- shaving philosophy
0: is. When I was young, I was always told if you shaved, it would grow back faster. And so at a young age, I'm like, well, I need to get a mustache. I need to get a goatee. I, need- I want to be older. I want to be older. I'm badass. I'm badass. I always wanted a, a full beard, like a Beard. I always wondered what, like. Generally, people seem to love my mustache. I've never had someone walk up to tell, and tell me they don't like my mustache. I would look like, um, like a magician if I had a mustache. It'd be like this little wispy mustache. When I have it clean-shaven, I'm more like, yeah, I'm here. This is how I want to look. This is the way I feel more confident. That one is pretty corny, but the rest of these are actually kind of convincing. I, I actually I, like I assume I that like these are actors, but these actors are good actors. Like they even stumble a little bit here and there.
1: Yeah, it's unclear to me if they are, you know, just I mean they must they, actors versus real people is sort of a permeable category, I yeah. feel like.
0: My facial hair too. No, this dude is, is handsome like oh. part of the artwork of my face. It's you a know? gun show. And if it's not oh, right, it's my face show, is gonna baby. be like Picasso. But if it's right, it's good, you know. The symmetry, the 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 mustache, the beard. It has to. Everything has to. This work is be you. No one else can. That is a um good slogan. Although not to doctor doctor this, but I think I just came up with the best slogan that Shick should use. Okay. Wish in one hand, Shick in the other. <laughs> <laughs> then that'd be awesome, and then in one hand somebody is shaving see which Was one it? fills up first <laughs> exactly
1: Is the uh, rejoinder to that or
0: you don't know schick would be another one like yeah. you think this is your that would be a good like response to the like yes. i bought a, a razor factory in germany or whatever yeah, like you'd right. be like you think that we're old school we th- you think that we're your father's yeah uh, you blades? think that we charge too much you for don't the know blades schick.
1: well we do but you don't know schick yeah and yeah you know that's i wanted to do a whole show about um sort of punny things like that there's one mm-hmm. like um like uh kick your asper cream or something uh-huh. where if so if Chick ever takes our advice they can yeah. be in that yeah i want to
0: get me in a room genevieve get you get in a me room in the, get me in the room get me in the room are we gonna go through some more of these all part of the same campaign yeah here, so this style? is
1: they're doing as part of this uh i i think it's Basically the same campaign Although this one's These are sort of headlined Under the man I am They have um, It's just one man Shaving And uh, In both cases It's a man uh, Not a conventionally handsome Or built guy In this first one It's a young looking guy um, Very skinny Shirtless Shirtless Standing in a bathroom Shaving his face
0: Kind of a pale shirtless Yeah Like very slight built guy Kind of a Li- like kind of an Edward Snowdeny type.
1: Yeah, he's got a little Snowden-y vibe yeah. to him. You're right. Um, so he's going to say the sort of the sort of idea for both of these is that like you think you know me because you 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 prejudge me based on how I look, but then we cut to like cell phone footage of this person doing like something that they're passionate about. In a short time, you decided what kind of man I am. Stuck a label on me. But that's not for you to decide. Now it's footage of him doing like some kind of uh, pretty like difficult dancing, looking yeah. break dancing. This is the man
0: I am. It takes a man to be yourself, it takes the right razor to express. And it. then in the end, he's she dancing in the sense. bathroom.
1: Yeah, I like those. Um, here's the, what well, this well, next one is um, a, no, sure. a black guy named Willie. Uh, who's very large and he's also shaving and he'll kind of give a similar story.
0: You think in five seconds you already know me. Decided what kind of man I am. But you don't get to tell me who to be. I've always put you first That I know was known This is the man I am it okay. takes a man to be yourself so he was with some buddies um just like in an auditorium i can't tell exactly
1: they're kind of just i still don't know what si- kind of man they're he is sitting around doing like an acapella performance yeah. and he's the one singing In some
0: sort of a in some sort of a space i can't tell if they're performers or or It or or just looks like a there. practice space yeah some maybe kind. some sort of a practice space interesting
1: but i like the. <clears> i like i think there are a couple things that are sort of good about this one the message is good i mean we talk about this all the time, like even when it's capitalism that's having to deliver the message, it's a good sign that this is where capitalism thinks its dollars yeah, are. Yeah, sure. You know? Yeah, yeah.
0: that's a good point.
1: And the other thing I think that's very like sort of note perfect about it is if you're talking about where people really are and meeting them where they are, like what's more real than someone's, you know, impromptu, informal Cell phone footage, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it, it, I think just the medium is the message here in a way.
0: Real question. How much do you believe these stories? I mean, do you think these are just real people and this is real footage? And they from really phone? found some I don't footage. think so. I think it's all faked, right? They found actors and then they went. And they and they, and they
1: faked it. They, they worked backwards to this real looking thing.
0: I that would be my guess. And I don't think I mean, it's advertising. I mean, it's not it's not nobody told me like this commercial is a documentary.
1: No one told you this commercial is a documentary, although they certainly imply it. Um, And but is it so here's my my argument against it. Not that I think Schick's too too pure or too, um, you know, uh, committed to the truthful narrative to to fake it. But wouldn't it just be easier to go on TikTok and find some dudes who are doing this and stick them in front of a camera and have them... Because the way they deliver the lines, I'm not like, oh yeah, these are actors. Like,
0: mm-hmm. I think
1: you could deliver that line just as well as they could.
0: Well, I am in the performing arts. You are arts. a performing art in the performing <laughs> arts. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to find an answer to this, but I'm not really finding anything um, specific. But uh, anyway, I, I don't think commercials owe it to us, to, I don't either. To be, you know, to if they claim, hey, we're real people, for them actually to be real people, like I think I just, with advertising, it just seems just
1: to me like it. the simpler, like the Occam's razor answer mm-hmm. here is that it's like. They're they are leveraging actual viral content. Yeah,
0: yeah. Now you do have that Coors commercial that we referenced here as well. Oh, these
1: are this is obviously an actress, of course. Oh yeah, this is yeah. this is.
0: I'm just transitioning on. Yeah. So do you want me to play this one? This is the one that we talked about. Like, I
1: love this one so much. Yeah. I just want to play it again. Um, and this is one. This you know now we're we're now officially past what the Adweek story got into. So the Adweek story seemed really focused on s- commercials and campaigns that use um un unconventionally beautiful people or people who don't fit into a particular beauty mold and i think that they kind of missed the mark or they've actually actually kind of sold the sh- story short in not talking about it's not just about how you look and it's not just about what size you wear or you know how uh like how beautiful you are but it's it's about like the it's the it's the not it's the not having to have the house that's perfectly mm-hmm. uh, perfectly appointed or the child that is always well-behaved or be the mom who always brings the homemade snacks. And a lot of these ones we're going to talk about are aimed at moms and the impossible standards that moms are held to. Um, so, and women also, just generally speaking. So I think it's sort of interesting that Adweek kind of like dropped the story at the like, well, if you're not beautiful now, you can be mm-hmm. in a commercial.
0: Right, and so maybe like for this Coors Light one, I mean, listen, Coors Light, I doubt, has often positioned itself as the the beer of people going out to the club or what have you. But sure. you could certainly see it's like, hey, it's, it's an idyllic moment of a group of friends coming over. We're all bonding. We're watching the game, I think
1: aspirationally, like slightly aspirationally beautiful people. Having a party yeah. time together, yeah. maybe at a pool party. Yeah, like, exactly. I exactly. Cut cut to a Coors commercial, and I should have grabbed one from like 1985. Yeah. Very different look, I think.
0: Yeah, exactly. Now, what is going on in this one? Well, I'm going to, by the way, I'm going to type in 1985 Coors commercial, see what I get. So remind us what we're about to see here, though, in the modern day. So, so this
1: is this campaign that Coors was doing. And I don't know. I haven't seen any new ones for this lately, but because right now they're very – lately they've been focused on this is the beer of watching football on tv but for a while they were doing this is the beer of sort of living your life in a, mm-hmm. in the normal unglamorous way uh there's one like the beer of drinking a beer in the shower
0: yeah shower beers
1: but this one really spoke to me and i think a lot of women because how many as i've said before how many times have you found my bra in the couch cushions mm-hmm. but this woman walks in after what's clearly a long day She takes the cores out of the refrigerator, and as she's sitting on her couch drinking it, she takes her bra, and I think I have to say all this because I don't think there's any audio. Yeah, I don't think so either. She takes her bra off through her
0: shirt sleeve. Yeah, and she's also, and she kind of kicks off her shoes when she, just like, she's scrolling through, is she scrolling through her phone at the beginning of this or just maybe getting out her keys or whatever, but she just like looks like, she just looks a little bit drained, done with her day, kicks off the shoes, grabs the cores from the... From the fridge and uh, chills on the couch.
1: She's got the bandaid on her on her heel, which I think is a nice touch. She's relaxing,
0: she's taking off her bra, doing that move, and then it'll say here at the end, the official beer of being done wearing a bra. I love it. Yeah. And then, yeah, you're right, there's a shower beer one. I feel like there was a third that I'm forgetting yeah, as well. Yeah,
1: I I, we've talked about them before, so I didn't go super deep on the Coors Light ones.
0: My apologies for this, because I don't think this is going to really prove our point about what a Coors Light commercial was like in 85. First of all, almost all of them were, do we know who Mark Harmon is? Do we
1: know who Mark Harmon is? Is that the
0: producer, Mark Harmon? Wait, no, who's Mark I don't Harmon?
1: Know. Well, Mark Harmon is the guy from uh, NCIS.
0: Oh, okay. Well, Mark Harmon was apparently the spokesperson for um, Coors Beer in the mid-'80s. So there's a million Mark Harmon Coors Light commercials. But then here's one, I think, without him. See if it's aspirational. Yeah. We're be at the I know exactly how it happens. A guy will walk in handsome. Okay, so we are at a bar, and the bartender is saying hello to people. The The... The song is "Who's gonna be at the Silver Bullet tonight?" Is that, I forgot that used to be called the Silver Bullet. And now the bartender is hearing—he's overhearing a conversation between a woman that we don't see yet. Handsome, mysterious. He orders a beer. A lady brings it over. Okay, now we see that there's two women who are talking to each other, and one of them is, I guess, describing some sort of a fantasy or a story. A lady brings it over. They fall madly in love. He sweeps her away, shows her the world, and totally changes her life forever happens to people all the time. Coors Light, please. Ah, uh, then a very hunky guy. I couldn't handle it. There's no slowing down. So then a hunky guy sidles up to her at the bar, if I'm using that word correctly, which I'm probably not, and um, and does exactly what she was fantasizing about, but then she gets cold feet and can't... Uh,
1: she says, I can't do it.
0: Can't seal the deal. But yeah, <laughs> beautiful people hanging out. 1985 yeah. era beautiful people hanging out at a bar uh, and and trying to pick each other up.
1: Um, All right, well, let's look at Campbell's, because as we talked about a little bit earlier, Campbell's Soup um, has been doing their Made for Real, Real Life campaign for quite a while now, and it's taken a lot of turns, a lot of iterations, but almost... Almost inevitably, it's about parenting and how not there's a few that don't quite meet that.
0: There's a splatter one. I think it was like people eating cold pasta the day while they're hung over the day after a party. or Yeah. Something. And then there's
1: one where someone see like a college, some college kids see a, a freshman who's trying to eat a candy bar in the cold. And they're like, you should eat soup, which if you want to. What? A can- <laughs> yeah. It's like the premise is like it's too what? cold. It's too cold for candy.
0: It's too cold for candy. It's too cold for it's candy. Can usually this? Is this
1: sidebar? Like, PSA. What is going on in college these it's days? It's never too cold for candy. Yeah. They, so these two older upperclassmen are drinking soup out of a <laughs> out of a like a plastic soup uh, to go cup. Uh huh. And they see a freshman outside eating, trying to gnaw through a <laughs> frozen candy bar. As I say this, it sounds so bananas
0: and then these other and these, these cool college these kids, cool, kids are like hey cool you got to eat soup more soup
1: drinking uh uh fr- seniors are like oh, freshmen, got to eat winter foods in the winter i think we
0: talked about this is starting to ring a bell yeah i think we did I think talk we've about it talk about that, that is so bananas but anyway i do think they've leaned harder with this campaign they've more, kept the campaign but they've leaned harder on just like this is what your life looks like if you're a parent exactly. right now and it's chaotic it's
1: chaotic and you know and it's imperfect and sometimes you you just have to make some soup and eat it, and this is the like easiest way a, like to do it. Like a
0: cool upperclassman cool in college. Super cool senior.
1: So this one, you have a, a a couple of parents. They are sitting at their uh, dinner table uh, having some Campbells, and what we are hearing is the awful, awful sound of their toddler having a tantrum.
0: Okay. I will say, I mean, they, they're trying to have it be a somewhat normal-looking um, spread for... Uh, dinner, But, like, they have placemats out and, like, yeah, a nice on, salad placemats. bowl in the middle. Like, if they want real, real life, like, one of them should be standing yes. at the island in the kitchen. Exactly. And the other one should be sort of looking at their phone, you know. Campbell's One Dish Recipes. One pan, less than 30 minutes. Because if they aren't going to eat it, at least you didn't spend too much time making it. Campbell's One Dish Recipes, made for real. Real life. Oh, my God. Is that a commercial for super vasectomy? I know, right? Goodness, how do you guys do it? that's rough. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, honestly, like I kind of like the balls on Campbell to have that sound in a commercial. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. But I do think it's very relatable.
1: Yeah. So this idea of parenting and and what real parenting looks like and, and not holding our parents to holding parents to a crazy standard or or judging them uh you know t- and making them fit into some narrow narrow uh constraint is really the focus of this yo play ad which is kind of a montage of lots of different moms and so it's going to open and you'll hear from each mom like kind of what the way she doesn't want to be judged um this open the first woman you'll hear is a woman who's breastfeeding in public um the there's lots of different women here including one who is very conventionally attractive mm. and she's kind of says like oh you know you look at me and this is the reason I became this is how I became mom because mm. I'm so sexually
0: attractive <laughs> oh okay, because the idea being that like moms once especially of a newborn you must become Yeah you like, have asexual like, right yeah yeah, yeah so okay.
1: here let start we'll play this one and it starts with a woman who's breastfeeding in public Oh hey it's me mom out here in public Catching some side-eye. First rule of motherhood, someone's always judging. Breastfeeding didn't work out. Now, this Guess is a woman what? who's not breastfeeding.
0: She's She has, it looks like maybe twins, Yeah. and she's uh, going on a walk with them, and they're drinking from bottles.
1: Breastfeeding didn't work out. Guess what? World's still turning. Go to work? I'm missing his childhood. Stay at home? Well, I have no ambition. Yeah, I bribe my kids. How else do you think stuff gets done around
0: here? (laughs) So, In case you couldn't hear this, she says, yeah, I bribe my kids, or so I bribe my kids, and her son is behind her, uh, like, dusting. She she holds up some money. Yeah. Yeah? I bribe my kids. How else do you think stuff gets done around here? I can hear my dad's head exploding on that one. They got more labor out. They got more free labor out of me. (laughs) And look how well you turned out. Yeah, exactly. Are there dishes in the sink right now? No,
1: I'm not the grandma. Do I look like her grandma? Mom's special juice? It's wine.
0: Yoga pants? Big fan.
1: Too much? How do you think I got the name Mom in the first place? <gasps> now, if you she
0: think that's shocking,
1: check this out. Good old-fashioned yoga. It's not made with cage-free Norwegian hemp milk. And guess what? what?
0: She loves it. Do what tastes right. Yo, play. <laughs> that's bold. Not uh, the 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 thing of. I actually think the most shocking part of that <laughs> is the um the end where it's kind of like, yeah, Whole we know we know this is just jam packed full of sugar. Yeah, guess well, what? My kids love this sugary treat. I mean, that's essentially what yo play is compared to what they're making fun of sure. with the more healthy yogurts. Yep, right? That's true. Yeah.
1: Um. But you know. Sometimes you just need your kid to be quiet. Need a yo play.
0: Yeah, I get it. Um, and we have Love's diapers.
1: Yeah, again. So this sort of this this kind of this, the latter half of this show, kind of uh, I guess, has really uh, zeroed in on the the parent the parent dilemma, the real the realness of parenting. Um, but Love's is doing a campaign that's very much of this ilk, right? It's the first kid versus the second kid. Mm-hmm. So the the joke in each one or the the narrative in each one is that. On your first kid, you do things a certain way. You're very attention to detail, trying to follow all the rules, trying to be really, um, you know, perfect in your parenting. And then by the second kid, you've learned the ropes, and you're not um, either uh, being too precious or being too, uh, too too difficult about things. Like you just do the thing that works and that's expedient.
0: This reminds me a little bit and I'm sorry to get us off track here but there this is sort of reminding me of a commercial we talked about there where there's a woman on the couch and she hears her kid yell <laughs> I'm a, I think bleeding. it's a Band-Aid ad. Or, I know. I, oh no, think it, ad. I think it's a cat food I think it's a cat food ad. The kid right. is off screen saying, Mom, I caught myself. Put a Band-Aid on it. It's a lot of blood. Put two Band-Aids yeah. on it. But then the cat right. meows and she gives us some like special treat or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Because like you're like, eh, we're kind of done with the... Um, with with the second kid at this point, but yes. the cat, we're going to spoil the cat. Spoil the cat. Okay, but let's start with this um, Love's ad. This is
1: uh, this one's called Nap Time, and you've got in the first instance, uh, I'll just narrate it a little bit here. The mom is putting the baby down in the crib and saying, shh, 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 trying to get the baby to go to sleep so she can go see her husband and they, can have, and they have, she wants to have 20 minutes with him, and the implication is that it's for sex.
0: <laughs> and he's a real schlubba He's very schlubby. He's, uh, he's like stretched out on the bed, giving her a come-hither look, but he's wearing boxers and... Um,
1: Argyle socks. <laughs> Argyle
0: socks pulled all the way up. That's kind of my move. Um, <laughs> and that, then it says first kid, and then it cuts to the reality of the second kid, right? right?
1: She's carefully backing out of the baby's room. We've got at least 20 minutes. Let's do this. First kid. Now for the second kid. She gives her older kid a, okay, a we've tablet. We've got at least 20 minutes. Let's do this. <laughs> second
0: kid. By the, their second kid, every
1: mom is. An she expert. she falls down for a nap, and her husband's already lying in bed with his CPAP <laughs> with machine CPAP on. his CPAP
0: machine on? Nobody's even trying.
1: <laughs> no one's trying. Um, so I like that one. Very real. Uh, the CPAP machine is a nice detail. Yeah.
0: Right. And then oh, there's another loves one here.
1: Yeah. So this one I really like because uh, unlike some of the rest of these, it's focused on dad, dad mm-hmm. learning about yeah, se- being a second kid, yeah. having a second kid. Um, and, and, the, and loves actually has a, a few of these that are more dad focused. And uh, this first one, you have dad walking through um, with his first baby, walking through a, a drugstore, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's uncomfortable talking to the sales clerk uh, or the, uh, drugstore employee about what he really needs um, that's intimate for his wife or his partner.
0: May I help you with something? Yes. Uh, I'm I'm looking for the, uh, they go on the, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> For the breast pump. Huh? First kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, can you grab me a couple boxes of breast shields? Second kid.
1: By their second kid, every dad's an expert and more likely to choose loves than first time dads. Oh, what
0: do you have for cracked nipples? Uh, Nipple cream. Hmm. Does that work for hemorrhoids too? I don't think so. Have you tried? <laughs> yeah, <I remember> that. <laughs> Actually, that one, I like that one more. I haven't seen that one before. I also, what do you I have for? Really, crack nipples. I really like that actor there too. I do
1: too. The actor is very great, uh-huh. and I, I really love him.
0: Uh huh. That's great.
1: So good on you, loves. I think lo- I I think the loves campaign is terrific. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words they're saying.
0: Only the echoes of my mind All right, what poker, obviously I take this as a uh, an affront, I yes. guess, somebody is saying that I well, didn't do a good job with my poker show last well, week. Well,
1: we did have some disappointed ad counselors, and I did oh. mention to you last week that you know there's a whole poker trope that we didn't even get into, which is the Old West poker, right? Yep. And uh, both Bill and Judy remembered this old M&M's commercial and Judy says, I was looking forward to hearing this ad from my childhood on your poker playing episode. I guess technically they're not playing poker, which is the joke at the end. But as a kid, we used to walk around uh, saying to each other, these cards are marked. So what you (laughs) you got here is a, uh, an old West style poker game, you know, in a saloon somewhere. And, Um, there's the the dealer with the eye you know sort of the the visor shade that is very traditional and some very like sort of central casting cowboy types playing playing poker and they complain that the cards are marked because they are all dirty from chocolate from the (laughs) dealer having chocolatey hands at which point you're going to hear some m&ms come in they are animated this is a live action commercial but they are the you know how now we have like yeah. the the like CGI red M&M and the yellow peanut M&M? Yeah, I
0: didn't know that that tradition it, went back this far. Way back. That was what was interesting to Whoa. me. So you have a cartoon
1: version of those two M&Ms, obviously pre-Billy West and, I guess, uh, J.K. Simmons uh, is the vo- are the voices for them now. But these two characters come in and make the argument that if you eat M&Ms for your chocolate, mm-hmm. it will melt in your mouth, not in your not hand. Not in
0: your hand. These cards are mocked. a mess! Yeah, a chocolate mess. Easy, boys. The dirty dealer meant no harm. No chocolate mess with M&M's chocolate candies. Candy shell outside, milk chocolate inside. The milk chocolate melts in your mouth, not in your hand. You dick. Got any threes? Go fish. <laughs> Every time. M and M's, chocolate <laughs> candies,
1: plain and
0: peanuts. Now let me. So just as, she, as, this. She,
1: as she notes, they actually weren't playing poker. Right. In the end. They were playing
0: Go fish I don't know if those M and M's are sexy enough for me. Well, or I need to see a lady for, M&M for Tucker Carlson. And it better be certainly. sexy AF. <laughs> <laughs> uh we have one more note from the ad council here, right?
1: Yes, this is again, uh since I, I think I mentioned at the top, uh we this will be our I guess as close as we come to a St. Patrick's Day show this year. Yeah,
0: cuz we just missed it. We just, Oh wait, hold on. It'll <laughs> yeah, right.
1: Um but uh Teresa, who has uh lives in a in a village somewhere that has like an Irish import like a family-owned store that does a lot of Irish foods imported.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and she went through the store and was taking pictures of all these, like, kind of unfamiliar types of foods from the uh, the the British Isles. And to the point where I think that the uh, uh, proprietors of the store got a little curious as to what her game was. Um, but in honor of St. Patrick's, Day, she sent some commercials for some of these Irish foods um, that are imported to this grocery store. And these were a couple of my favorites. So this first one is for... Visto gravy, and you have an old couple. Talk about real.
0: This is not
1: aspirational. (laughs) Um, You have an old couple in their very, um, you know, 1980s, 1970s kitchen, and the the woman, the wife, uh, puts down next to her husband um, like a measuring cup, like one of those Pyrex measuring pourers full of gravy. Mm Mm-hmm. And as she's sitting down, he empties the the container over his bangers and mash. Just drowns it. Just drowns it and uses up all the gravy uh, that she and so she that she wanted that that was for the both of them. (laughs) Pours all the gravy. So good. Ah. Now she looks and she's mad that there'sn't any left.
0: (laughs) I've got something to tell you. Oh, yeah. I'm pregnant. <laughs> he falls backwards, Ooh. and as he falls
1: backwards, she switches their plates. Bestow.
0: If gravy matters, make it ah, bestow. It's so funny. <laughs> this is from 2001. It seems older than that. Um, and it does seem like, you know, the lighting is like it's got that kind of 70s or early so 80s thing. It's like everything's so grim. And the plate of food doesn't look particularly good. It's bangers and mash, but my God. It did look good to me. At first, I mean, I know you're making a they it, some...
1: Uh You could have the whole gravy container yeah. <laughs> if, it's, if that's your game. I think I'm pretty hungry right now, I which is weird so. because I
0: ate a sandwich the size of my head for lunch. Thanks, this next tugs. one is
1: my absolute favorite. This is okay. for Bachelor's Mushy Peas. Which mushy is, Peas. Mushy Peas, which is not an American staple, but is definitely a, a, um Irish and British staple.
0: What are they? Have you had them? Is it like yeah, mashed, I mean, it's, mashed potatoes of peas? They're just soft
1: peas. Um, but kind of in the same way, you know the uh, commercials that we have here for the cheese or the cheese crackers, where they they say they age the cheese and they make sure the cheese is mature, and they do it by having the cheese scientists like test the wheel of cheese,
0: oh yeah, and like
1: make sure it's mature enough not to laugh at like dick jokes or whatever. Oh
0: god, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, I don't think they do dick jokes. No, but I don't think you, so. You get my yes. drift.
1: And um, this one is sort of the same idea. They take each individual pee and they have a conversation with it until it's mushy enough.
0: Hey, P, remember the good old days on the farm? Remember your pod? And all the little peas that you grew up with? Don't you miss them? Right, next. Hey, P, remember the good old... Nobody makes peas mushy. Like bachelors, <laughs> I love that. One. That's really good. As um, as you hear the pea kind of getting sentimental and crying, it's becoming more and more of a mushy pea. I've never heard of that before. Mushy peas, really? Mushy peas,
1: mushy peas. Who needs it? They love their mushy peas over really? there. Really? Yeah, they love them.
0: Did you have them when you went over there, like um, in college, or you you went yeah. over to England a couple of times as an adult? I've Did you had have mushy peas. I've had
1: mushy peas. They're, yeah, they're mushy. You can sell anything. Mushy peas are kind of one of those you foods that reminds anything. you why the British are not you known necessarily as the cuisine capital of the right,
0: world. Right, right. There aren't a lot of Irish restaurants. I'm sorry, English restaurants, I should say. Not at all. There time. are obviously a lot Irish, of Irish pubs. Irish pubs and, and like certain the, Irish
1: kind yeah. of staples that are are well-loved, but yeah, it's not, it's not the world's most exciting cuisine.
0: Ironically, there is an English pub right here in our current neighborhood that we do frequent quite a bit. Um, and they do have bangers and mash, but they also just have like burgers and yeah. stuff, too. It's not necessarily. English. I don't think
1: they're I don't think they're suicide chicken sandwiches, like from the from the old from the old country. <laughs>
0: I don't think so either. All right. If you want to participate in these conversations, join us on the Facebook group. Just look for after these messages show on Facebook. Um, and also you can email us after these messages show at Gmail dot com. After these messages show at gmail.com If you want to weigh in. I love hearing your voice. Call the voicemail line 607 444 5597. Maybe you sing a ditty. Maybe you sing an old jingle that you remember from your youth. Maybe yeah. you make up a jingle um, like wish in one hand, shick in the other.
1: Stop trying to make shick happen.
0: <laughs> you don't know shick. We'll talk to you guys <laughs> next week. I have gooey foodie, zoobies in my poopy. They all like, well, heems, you too proud. I'm
1: like, you would be too if you had the juice now.